What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is Saturday Smacking It with uh, with me. I'm your host, Corey Smith. Alongside of me is, uh, well, filling in for my co-host, uh, who's missing the first day of Saturday Smacking It. You're filling in for Gabriel, Mr. Michael Vergara. Here I am. How are you today, sir? I'm Michael Vergara. Yes, you <laughs> That's are. That's it. <laughs> You're filling in for the guy who called out sick today on his first day of work. No, anyways, how are you today? Great. It's warm outside. I mean, I'm doing better than whatever Gabriel's going through. Um, But we're here. We're going to talk about the debut of Friday Night Smackdown last night in Los Angeles. (laughs) So you're going to say smack it. (laughs) No, no. Friday Night Smackdown and then Saturday, Saturday smacking it or smack it. You think they should. uh, What? You think they're going to do like, like recap shows? I know they still I thought they were going to do a post show. Did they do a post show last night? I didn't see. I don't I don't think they did. But then remember like I just always associate my Saturday mornings with like some people associate their Saturday mornings with the cartoons or like like the main event like back in the 80s, but yeah. I just remember Saturday mornings being like solely dedicated to like recap shows like starring Todd Grisham and Ivory. Wasn't it's there called w- the Experience, I think. Was it like him in a production truck and like there was the line of um um, TVs behind him with mm-hmm. stuff playing. Was yeah. that it? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what they should be doing just to maintain whatever momentum they have just fresh off airing this on Fox. Like, I know they're still doing that FS1 WWE backstage. Maybe that'll fill the void. Well, they, they still... That's on Tuesdays. I right? don't think they um, have signed their, their third co-host yet, so... Well, not everything's final, but then, like, that's that... If anything's final, it's that show, and... That's on Tuesdays, right? I, I have no I idea. So. I thought it was supposed to be after the show, like backstage. Like they were supposed to be backstage. No, I don't think you can do that after the show since like Everyone you were like leaves. fresh off. Yeah, because everybody leaves. Tom Phillips just speeding away from that parking lot, almost running me over. Every day. <laughs> Every SmackDown, he just speeds out of there. Maybe that's Maybe that's does. why he's not there. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they're like, dude, Tom. Like you were, we were about oh. to tell you that you were going to be main commentary. Why did you leave early? What? You just gave the job to Cole now. He's huh? like, dude, I was trying to get in and out before they closed, before we left the Bay Area. Um, he had time. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like they in and out. Like okay, so where were we? So where the Chase Center is? Like he had time to go to that in and out near Fisherman's Wharf. No, Daily. Oh yeah, that one probably would be closest. You're right. It would be closest in like that. Closest but no, out, Daily that City closest at like one, right? Anyways, nobody knows what we're talking about except in and out. No, the location. Anthony where, Bourdain's favorite burger. The locations where we are referring to. Oh, Chase Center. Yeah, no, fishermen. The In and Out locations. Look, we're saying every single possible San Francisco tourist location. Like, come on, people down. should know. <laughs> we should know? get sponsored by the city and county of San Francisco at that point. God. I mean, if, while we're on the subject of San Francisco, the traffic was the shits today, dude. Like the four, well, should I even say the bus line <laughs> that I should be saying? Come, Mike, meet Michael at blah 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 bus line. But it was like thirty there's minute so intervals, and then every single one of them was crowded as hell. Dude, like it was. So- there's so much going on this weekend. Yeah. Fleet Week, uh, Castro Street Fair is tomorrow. Man, Fleet Week is uh, this hardly week? strictly uh, the blue, the free bluegrass festival that takes place over the three day weekend. Just ex- uh, an excuse to drink in the park. Oh wait, no, I think they check bags now. No, there's just the park's an excuse to drink in the park. What? Anyways, guys, we got a lot of news to talk about. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live, everything we thought about it, and all the fallout from that. But guys, before we get into, it, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four one five. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio. Uh, everything we post to um, any kind of thing we do. What are you doing? Dude, like I'm trying to turn on my phone. And like it's my... The, so I have like I have one of them newfangled iPhone. Like I, I have the... 
I have the new iPhone with the face ID. Yes. And I was just trying to angle the phones like as much possible, like to recognize my face because it wasn't recognizing my face. Right. But then I realized there's a microphone right in front of me. Yeah, that could, that could be. Next time as you take were. a picture. Uh, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, everything we do, we post on there to let you know that, hey, we got stuff for you to watch or listen. We actually just posted something to YouTube. Our YouTube. Uh, you said YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah, Bono is not associated with CWR. Although I did make way. a funny video of Bono at one point in my life. Okay, now you have no choice but to explain everything involving that. Uh, well, it was a video about how Bono was creating a um, was it, um, a foundation to help Africans against tiger attacks. And I was standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. And yes, apparently it's the worst pandemic facing America since the bubonic plague. Wait, so you've like, you were like an extra in this video? No, I just made this. It was just like something I put together. It was my, first, like ever YouTube video, my first ever YouTube video. About Bono and the... Yeah, and tigers and getting attacked in Africa. We gotta find this video. Anyways, uh, how old were you? Like twenty six? No, twenty three. Okay, <laughs> I look really young in the video. Um, also, SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, like I said, YouTube. Uh, we posted something there yesterday that you made of your thoughts on Tony Khan that was on the B Show last this week. Uh, yeah. So guys, go check it out. If and that's a little preview of the B Show. If you want to listen to full episodes, like I said, SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Well, that's our official home. Guys, SmackDown Live. Well, you, it happened. It happened. Um, and we'll kick it off because you want to know the ratings uh, in the first national ratings coming out today. 3.87 million people watched SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown last night. That's a bigger than usual number. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I think, kind of expected more considering how they promoted this show, like with the with fun, Sunday Night Football on Fox, the amount of commercials they had that aired throughout the entire like junket of yeah. Whatever, like you had, you had your superstars going to Fox and Friends, ugh. and wasn't Bray Wyatt on something like just as Bray Wyatt? He was in there. He was in the Los Angeles affiliates, like of the like the news. He was like in the he was like in the newscast. He was like the weather chant. Like not he's the like, oh channel, guys, how you cast. doing? I'm Bray Wyatt, man. Exactly. No, he was pretty much like I didn't Happy watch it, but then Bray. he was pretty much like, he wasn't the fiend. He was his other. He was Bray Wyatt. Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a little bit lower than the industry product, the predictions of 4.0 to 4.5. That's what they so, were predicting. So did it factor in the West Coast? Because I have a feeling um, it will at least crack 4 million as soon as it reaches the West Coast. Uh, these are these are pre preliminary numbers. Yeah. Um, early indication of the show did about 70% of male viewers. Because there was a delay. There was a delay, and there was it was a hard the actual, delay. Uh, the actual ratings will not be released until Tuesday morning, but this is just roughly how it seems right now. Yeah. I expect that to be higher, but like even then, once it reaches four, that's like, I want to say like 5,000 less than Raw 25, which is not exactly the greatest of successes, in my opinion. I mean, it's a, it's a rating success. It's good for them. Like, because a lot of people are watching it higher than usual, even though, you know. That's not as it's not as high as when when Punk was was champion. Remember what he said? What? Like he said, when I was champion, they they would usually get three point and they'd be mad at me. But now that now today they'll kill for a three point Yeah. Um. I mean, well, this. I mean, now they're on a major network. Yeah. They have more people, more eyes on the product. Ones that I'd have to go to a separate app for to actually watch it live and. They actually presented. I felt like it was a very sports centric uh, presentation last night. We'll get there, man. I, 
I know, and this is the show where we're talking about it. I'm just saying. It was really good. Um, we'll get to the whole I got review. Things. Okay, well, I we'll, got things to say. We'll get to the whole review about the show. Uh, we do have a little bit of other news we want to talk about before we talk about SmackDown Live. Um, let's uh, keep you updated. Uh, Tom Phillips. Let's talk about Tom Phillips. I would love to talk about Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips is set to join the NXT UK commentary team, probably because Vic Joseph's doing Monday Night Raw now. Wasn't he doing NXT UK? Yeah. Yeah. With Nigel McGuinness, but now Nigel McGuinness is now in NXT, so just hunkering down there in Florida with So Morrow. it's going to be Nigel... Oh, so it's, who's it going to be on on NXT UK with Tom Phillips? That's I, I think... I mean, I would not I would assume that Nigel McGuinness would, would stay on NXT UK because they only film twice a month anyway, uh-huh. and he would have the time for it. And this might be... I hope that this is just a preliminary position for Tom Phillips because like what you said before we started recording the show is uh, I have heard rumors of uh, you know Tom Phillips eventually taking over for uh, Michael Cole it's been kind of seem it kind of seemed that way like for the past three years yeah no I would imagine like he was he was given his own entire show with Smackdown even though now Smackdown is just completely different now and you know what I think this is actually going to help him do do that because if you take him out of the the main public eye for a second it kind of takes his workload down he gets to focus on maybe learning about something or I just I think he's I think he's past the point of learning I think he's like he's he's been ready and I feel like he's he's like due for this certain break now and he like Come on, he's been calling WrestleManias like he he. I consider him well seasoned for a position as big as SmackDown. But well, no, I mean I they want Michael Cole. Michael Cole is the voice of WWE, no matter what. And for he's now, not, for now, and I think it it could be worse. Like I don't think Michael Cole is as bad as some people say he is. Like Michael he's Cole. just he's kind of just a vessel for whatever bullshit WWE has. But he's yeah. really good. He at was his good job. last night. And, oh, yeah, and that commentary was, team was all right. There was he, less bickering, and he was really good in the tournaments he did. What was was it the cruiser? It was the NXT UK. Tournament. Oh, it was NXT UK tournament. Yeah, and he was really good in that. And he did May Young Classic. I think he was good in that too. Or or the yeah, was it was, tomorrow. No, it was Cole. It was Cole, Beth Phoenix, and um, Renee Young. Renee Young. So, um, well, I hope to see Tom Phillips eventually take over for. Michael Cole. I wish him the best out of any opportunities he has with the uh, most success. What does that mean for Byron Saxton, though? Uh, Byron Saxton's going to NXT UK as well. No, I don't know. That would be such a weird <laughs> thing. Just two American guys just representing your UK brand. Yeah. Uh, oh, with uh, Aiden English. Where's Aiden English? <laughs> Wait. I thought you were going to say, like, Aiden English is joining the UK commentary team. And I'm like, you think they only hired him because his last name is English? And that's just uh, close enough. Uh, no, but where is Aiden English? Because, you know, this week, 205 Live did not air a new episode. They aired a repeat episode. And that goes to show how something, what's the status of that very show. Something we didn't point out on NXT, on the B Show this week, is that the Cruiserweight title is now known as the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is just a transitional period of two, uh, 205 Live and that Cruiserweight division just being assimilated into NXT. Yeah, no, I'm, that's I, gonna that's gonna be their Wednesday nights are gonna be their slot. Even though you would imagine that they would be filming right after SmackDown. No, I, it's better for them to just film film matches within NXT because you're going to need more talent to get people over other weeks. You don't have to have the same people on every single week. This week was their first show against AEW, so, you know, it, they had to go give it everything Very front-loaded, and that's, and that's kind of the interesting thing about 
like just to kind of wrap up my thoughts about the NXT AEW kind of Wednesday kerfuffle yeah. was that NXT, that was, they treated that like with a kitchen sink mentality. This was like the most, the hostess with the mostest, that doesn't even make sense. Like this, they, they threw everything at that show. This was oh, a takeover. Definitely. And then AEW, they just, they still got bullets in the chamber. They did a show and they did a good yeah. show. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because I think everyone's, oh, AEW, that, that everyone's saying it sucks. Or they, they're on pay, oh, those matches are worse than what NXT has to offer. But then like NXT, they, they, they pulled off a takeover. Yeah. And what what are they going to do next week? Like, cool. yeah, Walter Kushida, I'm very much looking forward to that match. Yeah. But what what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next? Like, AEW just has a lot more long-term plans, or at least that's what it appears to be. We don't know, really. But they're doing they're doing their thing. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing for AEW, just to keep their eyes on the prize, focus Run their ahead. own race. I feel like we said this last yeah. show. And we did. Yeah. We did. Uh, let's move on with a little bit of a uh, little bit of a disappointing news. Uh, this uh, PW Insider reported Friday that WWE superstar Jeff Hardy was arrested for drinking while impaired in Moore County, North Carolina. I think is this his third arrest of the year? Uh, of the year? Yeah, I feel like it is because he second arrest in 2019. Oh man, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a bummer for him. Uh, local police didn't re- uh, release uh, further details aside from the fact that he was arrested Thursday and released at 11:30 p.m. later that night. Like I said, this is Hardy's second arrest in 2019 alone after July incident in South Carolina for alleged public intoxication and impairment after he was found passed out in a public stairwell, which he paid a, st- a whopping $153 fine for. So, you know, hopefully Jeff Hardy will get... Did they get the... I already know what the statement is for WWE. <laughs> you want to guess? You want to guess? Guess it. Go ahead. Um, uh, Jeff Hardy, we... I'm not. I'm not even trying to make a joke out of it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> they they pretty much just had their boilerplate Control C, Control V. Yeah, he, Jeff, Jeff Hardy's responsible for his own personal actions. I can't. This is just like the Usos. This is just like you know, um, that was the same statement they put out all the time. It you just know? seems. And I said this the last time they released a statement. It just seems borderline enabling. It is. I mean, it's uh, not a good. It's just. I feel like this is just. This is totally just them saying something just so. They're just so they can't be accused of being utterly silent and being accused of their silence being speaking volumes to this situation. I think these things need to count against the wellness policy. Not drinking, not just drinking, but if when you get arrested for drinking, I think it should count against the wellness policy. And before anybody like whatever just said like, oh man, like WWE will probably fire him and then he'll go to AEW. Like I I do not wish that at all. I feel like AEW is smart enough to like not give Jeff Hardy... A platform to to be in the ring again until he actually maintains so maintains being sober sobriety yeah yeah no I mean but he has been maintaining sobriety before this year for yeah a while now. there there was a period where like this guy was you know he was more or less stable in terms of you know getting he was he stayed on the wagon yeah more or less um, as you know Jeff Hardy's kind of been on the shelf recovering from a leg injury uh, he was expected expected to be out most of 2019 him and his brother Matt. Had uh, reunited and won the SmackDown titles before Jeff got injured. And as you know, we were talking about this earlier this month, whether I think it was just Matt's contract or Jeff, it was Jeff's contract. Jeff's contract was extended by WWE due yeah. to injuries. So I wonder how much, you know, that kind of stuff has to play with, you know, it's kind of like you said, it's they don't step up and help their people working there. Um, and yeah, yet they extend their contract. So 
I mean, I would be kind of depressed. Too. I'd be kind of bummed out too. And I'd want to drink. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to sit there and play. Cause I'm an addict myself. You know what I mean? I've been an addict in the past. I know the addict mind and how it works. And if I got bummed out by something at work like that, I would want to drink and drink my pains away. So it's not, I mean, yeah, that, that can happen. And I definitely agree with that sentiment, but I just, I just hope that Jeff, I mean, all I can do is just hope Jeff gets the help that he needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hope it's, it's like that, that, you know, that may be true. That's, it still doesn't make it right. But no, 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 I'm not saying it makes it right. Of course. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that it's, it's. I can understand why I can understand why the situation that, that Jeff Hardy's that been put through, you know, being inactive, even though like all his, his, uh, his lease on life might, might be wrestling considering how obsessive some certain performers can be yeah. of their craft. There's just, there's not much Jeff can just turn to. And I hope Jeff, he's not wrestling. I hope Jeff, um, and this is all speculation, you yeah, know, yeah. we, well, him getting arrested isn't. Oh know? yeah, no, very much so. But then this is all just, can, knowing what we knowing what we know yeah. now, yeah, I'm just talking from my point of view. I'm, yeah, the situation we know involving Jeff Hardy and, from WWE. And did you see? I don't have it on me, but did you see what Matt Hardy like tweeted out? No, no. Like he pretty much said, like, "Hey, um, I'm here for my brother, but then I also have to look out for my family, my two kids, and one on the way." Yeah, and like, God, he's got another kid on the way. Yep, he is. She is popping him out, isn't she? Yeah, well, you know, Remy Hardy. That's that's what that's what happens when you try to, when you start a family. <laughs> the woman, the 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 person get the woman gets pregnant. Somebody's got to get pregnant. Well, that's the third one now, right? Yeah, yeah. Good for them. It's gonna be another. What is it like a tag team? Yeah. Hardy's three point Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So three like, Oh, because there's three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was like a Hardy's. Didn't they call themselves Hardy's two point at one point? He's V one. Yeah, but I think at and one Har- point they called themselves Hardy's two Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, hopefully Jeff Hardy gets the help he needs. Hopefully he gets himself into a situation that is positive for him and best for his life in the yeah, future going it's forward. Just, WWE just needs to find a better way to handle this situation rather than just he's responsible for his own actions. They just they just felt like I just felt like they're just washing their hands over. And who knows? Maybe they are behind the scenes. Maybe they're just like, Hey guys, you don't fucking need to know anything about this. He's responsible for his own thing. Talk to Jeff on the side. Hey, dude, you need help. But it, it but, they have. But they've said the this so many times, though. But they have sent people to rehab in the past. They have. They sent Jake Roberts to rehab when he was doing really bad. But are they sending the Usos to rehab? Are they sending? Wait, I don't know. They haven't been on TV. We don't know. Well, the fact that we, do, I mean, silence again. Like I said, silence speaks volumes. But yeah, you're right. But maybe, like I said, maybe it's a situation where they're just like, you guys don't need to know. That's their personal lives. Oh, man. It could be. It could be. You know, what I mean? just it's it's it, it it just falls flat after like this after issuing it so many times, you know. Yeah, I would like to see WWE eventually just come out and be like, hey, just so we're clear, we are helping people in our company that have addictions uh, get through it. Uh, we just don't want to publicly let everybody know who they are because that's their own personal situation at that time. Because I don't need to know that like their WWE's paying for rehab for. I don't know if I can... I mean, it's anything's better than a responsible for their own actions. You're right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and let's move on to a little bit of non-WWE news. About time, right? Minoru Suzuki. He doesn't like his spot. 
He doesn't like the spot that he's in right now. Well, he wasn't in the G1, so I think he's pretty pissed. I was pissed, too, honestly. Uh, uh, this is according to uh, Joe Lanza uh, speaking on Voices of Wrestling Podcast. He said, you've listened to this podcast or you've heard, I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Uh, 51-year-old is said to be unhappy with his current position in the promotion and would have left already if not for Jushin, if not for the Jushin Liger program, which I think is a pretty cool program. Yeah, but then you think you think they would have saved it for Wrestle Kingdom? I digress. Uh, the veteran has been involved in a feud uh, with a fellow legend, which is most recently, uh, you know, that, the match they had at Road to New Japan Road or whatever. I haven't watched. I haven't watched New Japan in a couple of weeks. He's reading this line by line, by the way. I That's am. exactly what they said. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, they said, ah, I don't really care, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it has been speculated that uh, Suzuki will return to pro wrestling Noah if and when he uh, severs his ties with New Japan. Now. That is not the only person thinking about leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, uh, before you get there, uh, uh, Suzuki. Um, like that. You, I, cu- you cut me off at a good time. I think that it's kind of a it's kind of a catch twenty two when you when in regards to any budding promotion wanting a Minoru Suzuki. Yes, <laughs> the dude's badass as hell, and he, like any yeah. roster that he's any, I would I would uh, move heaven and earth to get a guy to get a get like him. Like him with a, him and AEW would be pretty would be pretty cool. We just want to get the theme song anymore. I think I mean like I still I don't know the legalese for that yeah. sort of thing, but um, I'm hoping that he owns it himself because that theme song is an well, integral a, part of him as that's a like wrestler. an actual pop song, right? In Japan, yeah, Kaze ni Nare or whatever. Kaze ni Hare. Um, but you also consider the fact that he's 50. You know, he's not again 51. He, he's 51. Um, you got to consider kind of your long-term plans, but I do think him, he, he, he's, he can spice things up to any promotion. And I just feel new Japan is, is actually kind of dropping the ball on him as being treating him like, as like a Yuji Nagata or, a, or any of the, or Satoshi Kojima where they kind of see him as somebody in their twilight. Years, yeah. Somebody yeah. who just can't go anymore, even though he himself just feels like, and, and, and me watching the product, he is, he is at the level, if not a little bit more so than some of most of, yeah, yeah, most of your main roster people from New Japan. Like that program that he had setting up, setting up that title match against Okada, like yeah. just on just in one night, he put himself as one of the top heels of that company in in building up to that angle for Royal Quest. Yeah, you know, and for him to just. And for him to feel in the position that he's in, I I, to- I would totally understand why he would want to leave. Well, I wonder, too, if everything's being rushed right now, too. Because I feel like this... But we also don't have a lot of time between now and Wrestle Kingdom. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if he wants to be out of there before Wrestle Kingdom. I wonder if he wants to just get out of there now. You know, because this program with Jushin Thunder Liger seems to me like... Is it, is it going to be both their last matches in, pro- in New, New Japan Pro Wrestling? So I mean the wrestle I mean Liger's Liger's done at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, Jushin Liger is. Come on, Corey. Uh, no, come on. We we know that. Uh, what's the other guy? I mean, name? sure. Yeah, Keishin. Keishin Liger. Keishin Liger could just begin a whole new, and uh, that's just like gotcha. He'll, he'll, he'll pull. He'll pull a Doctor Wagner. Where oh, I'm gonna retire, so <laughs> I'm gonna do this two year retirement tour. <laughs> no, but I think it would be kind of cool. Like I said, first night Keishin, like Keishin and Minoru Suzuki wins. Minoru Suzuki wins first night. Second night, like, you really Keishin yeah, but, comes back and. Mm-hmm. Beats uh, Minoru Suzuki. But it also makes you really think, like if they're if they're doing King uh, Kings of Pro Wrestling, that match at Kings of Pro Wrestling, 
who do you have on the docket for for Liger come January fourth? I mean, I would always I was always gonna think Hiromu. I feel like that's the logical step. He's back, isn't he? He's. I don't think he's. Cl- I, th- I thought not I saw much a picture is, of him. Not, not much is said. I uh, at least I don't really. Wasn't know Wasn't there much. a picture of him? Never mind. Maybe that's an old picture. No. I mean, all the only pictures I see of Hiromu Takahashi are the ones that he draws. So. Um, Aw, they're cute. I know. Anyways. Yeah, it's really interesting, and um, I don't know what New Japan can do with somebody like a G- uh, well with uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, you could hot shot a title, but then. Well, no, you know, you can't really you can you can't really think anything long term with Minoru Suzuki. He has a presence that is that is just unmatched, though. So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be too privy to let him go completely. You have uh, Jushin Thunder Liger leaving the ring. I mean, he's probably just going to stick on commentary. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, we have Minoru Suzuki probably going to leave. He would add so much to AEW, though, just like just for that spark moment. Like if if you introduce that new audience to. Minoru Suzuki and AEW people like thing is a majority of the people who watch AEW yeah probably already know who what, Minoru Suzuki is what if he is. comes into NXT Adam Cole versus Minoru Suzuki I'd watch it I hella would watch it I said both of them leaving and now maybe the Minch Harold Mage that's just it's not well, I, I've called him stop the, stop I'm, trying to like, make that a thing a call back. it's called a callback stop trying to make that a thing it's not gonna happen uh, Harold the Minch Mage he could possibly be leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling after the Tokyo Dome show. Uh, no other information has been offered up, um, just besides that. Um, Probably got a bigger gig. That gig? WWE. No. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, where is it going to lead? And the key, well, the, thing, the key thing, in case people don't know who Harold May is, uh, he's... Oh, I thought it was Mage. Sorry. I think it's May. He was pretty much the, the guy who spearheaded the Western expansion for New Japan. And you know, people he's, have been a little critical on it. I mean, in my opinion, some shows they haven't sold out completely, and people were ragging on them. I think, I think the whole caveat. I mean, my main criticism for you know though that Western expansion of doing shows is that they treat it more or less like house shows, where they don't announce the card. I think that's yeah. why, the, like, because people, because like Western audiences, they buy based off card, not just by name. Right. You know Absolutely. I mean? yeah. Even though you got people like. Because uh, like you're if you're gonna do if you're gonna like if you're gonna advertise a show like it's a Raw or SmackDown where you don't advertise matches right. you're gonna get the numbers of a Raw or SmackDown unless you unless you actually announce your matches ahead of time and not to like and I know like if you announce like oh Okada and Tanahashi are just gonna be in tag matches against so and so and blah 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 yeah if you still advertise that you know pe- the people who want to see those shows are still going to see those shows but. Oh, now I'm kind of losing my track of thought here, but anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see what happens with a bunch of people maybe on their way out of I'm New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what's happened? Anyways, Harold May, uh, the man. She's literally just got there, honestly. And he's out of there. He was a big wrestling fan too, so I wonder what's happening in that situation. What's what's going on behind the scenes with New Japan in general? Exactly. And my my I don't know prediction or speculation is that maybe new japan isn't just like they haven't fully succeeded in this western expansion maybe the way they thought they would and you have to put into account of how much of this uh partnership they've had with roh is really like how many days do you think their days are numbered pretty much yeah in my opinion like that that death before dishonor card that did less than 800 buys on pay-per-view yeah we wow 
And so, like, the, those numbers just did not look for good for them. And then on top of that, with the whole CMLL fallout with right. ROH, which we have not gone into, but then it's it's just you could do you could dedicate an entire podcast episode over it with R- the whole write it Roosh up, Michael and um, Roosh. Dragon Lee Roosh. Yeah. No, not Bush. And so, like, Bush. and then ROH got to think, I mean, not ROH, uh, and New Japan's got to consider about that. Like, that whole trifecta relationship of ROH, CMLL, and New Japan. Yeah. Now that ROH and CMLL, they've been kind of in a splintered situation because Roosh got fired by CMLL, even though he is the, he is ROH's champion. Right. As of that Death Before Dishonor card. It's, it's really interesting. And especially, and you got AEW on top of this being, you know, the chief competitor for... Those promotions, considering eyes on the prize, AEW eyes on the prize. Don't prize? focus on anything else. And that prize is Minoru Suzuki. Yes, that he is always the prize. Yeah, here at City Wrestling Radio, caller number nine right now, eight hundred four hundred. What? <laughs> Nothing. We don't have phone calls. Anyways, let's talk about SmackDown last night. And oh yeah, that 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 also happened. Uh, SmackDown Friday night SmackDown happened last night, Los Angeles, California. Wow, that set, man. That was it, fucking crazy. It looked great. It looked, I was like, whoa, that's awesome. You got the nice tunnels with the lights and just... It looked like it, a pay-per-view. It looked like a big deal. It looked like a and real, like, a big deal pay-per-view. You had the... So did you watch the pre-show? Yes. Did you watch the... Um, when they when they unveiled it? That too, but then it's just in general, just... It felt like a Fox program, because, like, it to me, it felt kind of one-one about the, like, you see pre-shows of NFL on Sunday... <laughs> Like those who was fo- the host? Fox who was the host um, in the uh, pre-show? Uh, Renee Young. Renee Young was like their your pure, no no no. Renee Young and Booker T were your panelists inside the arena. Yeah, yeah. Who was the woman doing the blue carpet? Clarissa Jones. Clarissa Jones. I think. Clarissa Jones. Clarissa yeah. Jones. Uh, she explained it all. Yeah, she did pretty good too. Um, and if she's trying to get everything over with nicknames and everything, yeah. people doing the blue carpet walk down. I yeah, it lo- it. and it looked like an actual blue carpet. Um, now, of course, they used a blue carpet, and it just looked like question. It just looked like the Oscars. Did, does Xavier Woods always do that Final Fantasy thing on his horn? Of course, he didn't do it in Chase Center, unfortunately. But, yeah, you know, I, I've never. That's the first time I've heard him do it, and I was like, oh, wait. he's been doing it. For I was years. like, wait, we just talked about that the other night. Yeah, probably because you heard that before. No, I like subconsciously. No, I said something about the Final Fantasy thing, and you said something yeah. about Xavier Woods. But let me tell you about SmackDown, though. Right off the bat, something was wrong in the broadcast that I don't think any of the cord cutters that listen to this show or you, hell, even me, would probably notice. And that this was in 30 frames per second in the actual Fox channel, West Coast feed. You turn on your cable box, press 702. It was in 30 frames per second. Yeah. Um, now, usually in Raw or SmackDown on USA, it would be it would be broadcast in 1080i, 60 fields per second. So the action, the movement was just significantly slower on Fox. You think and so? It it totally was. And I know, and I know you wouldn't notice it. I noticed that like, it looked brighter. No, but and it looked like it looked a little different. But then no, but then that's that's not the point. That's just the way it moves. Because like you usually, because you usually watch it through alternative means. Yes. And, um, you know, like internet streaming. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a your, network show. So yeah, through your anyways. Show. Yeah. And so. I could probably just stream no, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I streamed Fox because it's I have. Free, because yeah. because of my cable subscription, I oh, okay. I connected my cable subscription God, to yeah. Fox now. In fact, that's the whole point of Fox yeah, now. that You yeah. get to watch stuff now. And uh, it would just broadcast at 1080p 30. I'm used to that. You know, that's just how I always watched it. But then I would always think that, okay, I'm watching at 1080p 30. Um, it, because it's streaming on the internet. But then I watched like three hours later, it's still 30 frames per second. And I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong if 
you want to make yourself have this sports-like presentation with as much smooth smooth movement within your show like as much yeah. as possible emulating your football games every sunday which you want your audience to perceive to be 1-1 one, one. well i think it was the um the uh, like the award show production crew that was doing it but then it like, didn't like, seem like the sports crew doing it but then like if they want they want that audience to be like oh fox does wrestling now just like they do their football games like just like they do any other sporting event that they cover hell even live shows like american idol which they also do like yeah, sixty frames per second because it's live and you're watching it, and then like what you see, what you see actually is going on as you speak, and like if they want that, like if they want that in terms of like mainstream acceptance, like I think they, I think they fucked up already. Like this was just weird, and if I didn't already condition myself to watch it on streaming platforms that do thirty frames, like this would have taken me out of the entire show. Well, I thought the show was good. <laughs> no, well, look, well, just like just just right off the bat, like as a presentation, I thought like the yeah, graphics, yeah, yeah, yeah. the lower thirds, the cr- like everything I th- about I thought it. The graphics look good. I thought um, I I didn't really notice the like the frames per second because we didn't have action in the pre-show. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, during the actual show, I didn't really notice. No, this anything. yeah, this I'm referring for to the whole show. I'm referring to the entire okay. show, the whole effing show. Um, there was just some things in the pre-show that I think they need to catch. Um, like, why did we hear Mustafa Ali's music when we didn't see a match? So it was a pre-show match. I understand that, but why match. not just put it if... Uh, nonetheless. Which apparently he got his full name back. Good. Thank God. Yeah. Because I just said it in there like, you know what? I knew that. I already knew that. Yeah. Bam. I'm on I'm on the ball. Um, That's it. Worth every penny Fox paid for. It looks apparently like- they couldn't afford fucking double frames. Oh, dude. Those fucking... And the pyros there off that set. Seth Rollins' pyro. Oh my fucking! That, that music, that song was made for Pyro. Everything about Seth Rollins' entrance was he made has for Pyro. Fire coming from the ceiling, going to the sides. Yeah, that they're really gonna burn it down. Uh, <laughs> they might need to take that top flight, one down. Flight. Yeah, uh, be safe, everybody. Anyways, uh, we kicked off SmackDown Live, or sorry, we kicked off Friday Night SmackDown with. It's the same. I mean, they call it no, they call it Friday I, Night SmackDown. I, I, whatever. Uh, they kick off Friday Night SmackDown with with the Daddy Daughter Dance. Uh, Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon coming out to the um, to the stage and welcoming the crowd to Friday Night SmackDown. Won the award for saddest. No. Yeah, yeah, saddest couple here. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get why it's only him and Stephanie because Stephanie is, act, is an actual employee of the company. Yeah. But then no Shane, like one of your kids. Well, Shane's in a match tonight. He's preparing. It's just a freaking presentation. Oh, come on. No, they want to. They, I actually felt like they wanted this to come across to casual fans like wrestling used to. Like they wanted to present it in the way just, where there's still that kayfabe wall. Whatever. It's not. It's nothing. I'm just going to lose. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Happy birthday, Shane. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we kicked it off with an actual in-ring promo by the man, Becky Lynch. And Michael, just so you know, do you know why she calls herself the man? I'm kidding. I just think it's funny. All night they were explaining things. Her red, her blue carpet outfit was awesome. Really? It was just a, it was like a straight up suit. Okay, nice. Uh, well, she is the man. So, uh, she said she's glad to be back on SmackDown because this is where she broke the glass ceiling. Uh, she wants to repay us by kicking someone's arse tonight. Good work, man. Uh, out comes uh, King Corbin. He says he should be the one kicking off this show, and then. Out comes the Brahma Bull, the most electrifying man in all the sports entertainment. To a predictably seismic pop. The, the pie-eating, something-something, da-da-da. Pie-eating, eyebrow-raising. Trail-blazing. Trail-blazing. Smackdown-laying. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but he, he's right. He is the one that came up with the phrase Smackdown years and years ago when he said he will lay the Smackdown on uh, an opponent one day. 
And that led to their first episode of SmackDown 20 years ago, which I remember their first episode was actually months before their first weekly episode. Saw it in a it was, it was five a, inch television, portable television. It was on Tuesday Smackdown. night and it had the same set as Raw. And everyone was like, oh, it's just like a random show. But no, 20 years later, here we are on Fox with The Rock coming out to ringside. Uh, Rock says, like I said, he's the one that created the phrase. Uh, he says he spits, he kind of spits out all his catch, catchphrases. And then uh, Baron says he is no longer uh, his home. It's now his kingdom. So Because he won the King of the Ring and, and that stuff. I do like how The Rock informs Baron Corbin that because he won the King of the Ring, that does not mean he could walk around like a 35-year-old virgin at Comic-Con. You know what that means? So, you know, well, you know, you know what that what you what you think it was a slight at AEW You damn at right Comic-Con? it was. <laughs> you damn right it was. They're all like 35. They're all at Comic-Con at that exact same time. I just don't think it's I mean, whatever. I know, so. no, I just think like I get it like the amount of mainstream and when I say mainstream it's just like people who would definitely call somebody who would attend. <laughs> no, he would like this main this uh, they are they're going after that audience member who would call somebody of uh, call somebody someone a virgin who if they attended Comic-Con like they want to go for that like, <laughs> bro douchebag kind of yeah. appeal. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying the Rock is a bro douchebag or anything. No, no, I'm but, not uh, saying it at all. In fact, I kind of. In fact, I feel like he's listening to the show because he was complaining about Baron Corbin. Like, does just because you want King of the Ring doesn't mean you're a king? Uh, yes, he tells him that, and he also says he doesn't walk around. What he said, like looking like a crackheaded Burger King. I thought that was a good line. Um, they the the crowd bring back the Burger King chant uh, originally. For Jerry the King Lawler, years and years and years ago on Monday Night Raw. Started by Bret Hart, who was uh, not on the show. But, oh, you, you know. know. Come on, Burger King. Let's go. Let's have that match right now, you know. Okay, that's better than usual. Uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin says he's superior to both The Rock and Becky Lynch. That's when both The Rock and Becky layeth the smacketh down on King Baron Corbin. Uh, the Rock hits the people's elbow. Rock bottom. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. And no... Becky, you forgot. Go ahead. No, Becky does like this weird leg drop where oh, where she like she turns runs out. towards Baron Corbin, but then like she turns as she's midair. That's like that CrossFit. Like, her and Seth are doing. I thought it looked pretty cool. It looked, Even, cool, it, yeah. it, it looked cool, but then first seeing, I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. But all it right, was. yeah, yeah, I was okay, cool. I liked it. Yeah, um, and then they did the elbow and uh, rock just straight up. I thought this was a great rub for Becky Lynch, uh, having the me too. The rub Actually, the rub. um, sounds weird, but. Yeah, uh, The Rock being one of the best at it, he uh, he got a shit in, like, but then he also bounced out like at the expense of a heel who appears more regularly. I thought it was fine because it was Corbin, and it gave shine, and it really did give shine to a top babyface in Becky. But this was, this oh, was I, thought, yeah. I didn't think it did anything for Baron Corbin. Of course, no, it shouldn't. It, I, it's not supposed to. He was just the punching bag there. Yeah, like this was a standard boilerplate like Rock segment we get nowadays, like with lame jokes like STDs, small balls, all that stuff. Oh, a str- you're a strong, tough dude. Yeah, because God, I course. hope they don't fucking start chanting that every uh, week. They probably will. With like, but then there was like no actual consequences like affecting any storyline, so it was hard to really get gripped by my cynical it was ass. Like, it was two storylines plus the Rock. Yeah. It was, again, like every Rock segment. Like, unless you just want to see The Rock in a SmackDown of this magnitude, I thought it was fine. Like, it was it was exactly what it needed. Like, not, I don't say it was exactly what it needed to be. If it was, like, if, if I were running things, I would I would hope Rock, like, if even if he just has to appear once, it, I would hopefully, I would hopefully make it, make it actual, like, make it actually mean something for the next week. But how, though? Like, yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know how. Just fucking figure it out. Um, the Rock, I mean, it was a good segment. 
Yeah, it was fine. It was great. I was entertained. But um, then I know where this goes. But the Rock's just like going to be gone. He's just going to be yeah. gone. And like, it's just that. I how feel it like is. he could. They, I don't think they could have used him in a way that would involve a storyline, like to push something ahead. Like, I just don't know how. You know, like, uh, they can't, like, have anyone come attack him. Well, then the whatever rock. they're doing now is just, like, it, it's wearing thin and it has been wearing thin for me for years. Yeah. Because you know what's coming. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some, he's just going to trash talk some gimmicky heel that can eat, can eat, can just pretty much just eat this, you know, quote, that's quote, burial. We hate that. But the casual fan, and that's who this show is aimed for. Oh, that 100%. Will eat it up. Yeah. Eat it up. So that, you know, like. Like the rubes that they fucking are. Yeah. The rubes? Is that a gypsy term? Yes. I mean that. I mean that facetiously. Anyways, this we need as much mainstream coverage as we can with this show. This goes to our first match, our debut match on Fox. It's the four horsewomen in a tag team match. We saw this first. (laughs) Chase Center, dark match, Raw, and it was funnier. They they, they're really playing it like a house show. I don't really remember honestly. and uh, boss time is back, and now on SmackDown Live. That doesn't mean anything. That's the thing. There's no. There's everyone's here. They're just gonna compile it. No, no. I, I mean, Michael Cole saying it's boss time. Please keep Sasha on Raw so we don't ever hear that phrase ever again. I think it's okay. Please, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Charlotte and Sasha start the match out. Cole and Graves, like I said, are uh, are spelling out for us why Becky Lynch is called the man because you know Ric Flair said it, and she faced everyone, so she's taking it. I always thought, no, wasn't it just because the whole context of he calling herself the man was because she was feuding with Charlotte at that time, right? Right. But they can't, in this match, when Charlotte is her tag team partner, saying, well, you know, they were having a confrontation and she beat her, so she beat the man, but she wasn't, you know, what they said, they said, well, she calls herself the man because Ric Flair said Charlotte's dad. I said, he said, she said, who said? Exactly. Um... You know, well, to beat the man, you got to be the man, or to be the man, you got to beat the man, and sh- and Becky's beating everybody. Oh no, my eyes have got, so, I've crossed eyed. So, oh no, my you, fuck man. Uh, there was I'm a, not nailing that line from Austin Powers. Remember that one line? I've gone cross eyed. Yeah, like oh no, I've gone cross eyed. Um, the missile drop kick to Sasha, knocking Sasha to the outside, and then a moonsault by Charlotte to the Boston Hug connection, and then we have a figure eight to Bailey setting up uh, probably their match tomorrow night. Oh, God, we have a pay-per-view tomorrow um, at Hell in a Cell. We just got through. I mean, it's four matches so far. We, we, yeah, we went to the earlier in the week, but we'll see what happens at the end of the show. Um, and then we have Aaron Andrews backstage with The New Day. Her one and only segment. And so I will say this. Aaron Andrews was better than anybody that they've ever had back because then. Because it was clear that she never worked for WWE where they would just put her through a machine and then spit her out, spit her out on the other end. That being said... She didn't really. I don't think she really knew the dynamic of the new day or what was going on. But I thought new day worked well with her because they, they knew. They, you're like, right. Like this is somebody who has not, again, been spit out by a WWE machine. So we're just gonna go with it and see how. And we're gonna let her lead, which was the right call on yeah, their part. It was. And um, she had a lot more personality than any than Dasha Five Thousand. Aaron Andrews asks Kofi if uh, he feels like he's the underdog in this match, and Kofi says he feels like he's the underdog in every match, and he will climb the mountain and overcome. Then Aaron Andrews, that's when she asks Kofi if he will be bringing his posse with them with him tonight to ringside. Uh, that's when uh, Biggie says, we've been called a lot of things. Scallywags. Uh, what do you say? Like uh, troublemakers. Then he was going to say something else. Xavier cuts him off. And oh, he no, he was about to say motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that was. Um, so they did all that, and then he said, you know what? No, Kofi has asked us to not go ringside with him, you know, because he wants to overcome Brock Lesnar by himself. And we're all worked out in the end. <laughs> yeah. 
Then we have Tyson Fury ringside. Don't know who he is. He is the lineal heavyweight champion boxer of the world. Boxer. Okay. He's a boxer. Cool. Yeah. He's a dog. He had a really good, uh, really the only match that I've seen him in. Actually, two matches. He had one against one Vladimir Klitschko. He won. Does Morrow call any of his matches? I think he did actually. Oh, then I'll watch one. Yeah. um, Does Morrow say? No, he actually called a match. He actually called a match against uh, one Deontay Wilder. Uh, Deontay Wilder, yes, sadistic son of a bitch. One might know from him as the to this day meme that you that people see around on Twitter nowadays. Never seen it. It's a it's boxing. That's the thing. Tyson Fury, boxing, boxing. Got it. Uh, An actual athlete, which is a recurring, which seems to be a recurring theme throughout this entire show. Um, so he's ringside, just so everybody knows. And then we have Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which I was really, not really excited for because I felt like something of this magnitude, if it was going to be a great match, they would have built up a little bit longer and not just thrown into a SmackDown Live. Which kind of telegraphs what the fuck happens in this segment. Yeah, exactly. Um, Firefly Funhouse starts after Seth comes down to the ring. It appears on the screen. Bray uh, plays out their Hell in a Cell match using Mercy the Buzzard and uh, Rambling Rabbit. Because uh, Rambling Rabbit's Seth Rollins' number one fan and Mercy the Buzzard is not a fan, I don't think. It's keep going. I did like the part where he uh, Mercy the Buzzard is eating up Rambling Rabbit and there is like literally pounds of cotton being thrown on Bray Wyatt, just comedically being thrown on him. Um, that's when uh, Shinsuke comes down to the ring. They have a match, a little back and forth. Seth goes for a stomp. Lights go out. Um, you know, the fiends, um, he runs away. He run. he ran away. He runs to the ramp. But the one thing I really liked about this, they kept cutting back and forth between Shinsuke and Seth and Shinsuke looked legit scared. The fact that he played into it too. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be, I mean, no, 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 I don't think so. I like the fact that he just, at least they at least showed that they acknowledged it. They acknowledge him. Like, who is he going to attack? Instead of just being like disappearing into the ether or rematch or just like, Oh yeah, he's gonna attack Seth. For okay. a second, I was like, "Is he gonna attack Shinsuke?" Like, just to like be a show of dominance yeah. to Seth. Like, I mean, you don't have to explain everything when it comes to the Fiend, because I feel like well, WWE was fucking explaining everything else out to me last night, so felt like it was their job too. So yeah, he. Um, I mean, do you have more notes? No, that's what happened in the match. Well, yeah, he uh, he he gives Seth Rollins a mandible claw, and then he tosses Seth Rollins off the stage, <gasps> all two feet of it. Everybody gasped. <gasps> I just think that, like, this was just another fiend attack. Like, it got old last week. Hey, man. I understand why he, like, he had to be at this very SmackDown. It's and Smackdown they do have a pay-per-view to promote right. between those two. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I'm just more than over with this feud. Like, yeah. I kind of just want to let it... Because I just don't think Seth Rollins is capable of carrying a feud like not even caring because i do because i believe that the fiend is actually carrying this feud it's just like seth rollins he's just been doing nothing but the same thing and the same thing just keep on happening with him just being attacked and attacked and attacked and like he'll just say i will survive and prevail it's just not it's just not interesting i'm surprised that t-shirt hasn't come out yet yeah they're still working on it they still gotta like figure out this you know the spacing and the and the logo as somebody who's been making, who's just been crazy on the Photoshop Fucking lately. Fucking Christ, they've been pumping out t-shirts left and right. You think that one would have made their sh- Maybe it'll make it on I mean, the Did shelf. you see The Rock's shirt for SmackDown? Oh, no. It's literally just the Brahmable and like on top of it, finally, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And it's just a blue brown. And how many fucking how many of those did they sell last night? Yeah, they I saw people um, buying the new SmackDown logo shirts last night. There were so many of those in the, in the crowd. No oh, man, I they should have bought the ones where it's a it's a split between Raw and SmackDown. All right, those are the those are the real fashion fashionistas. Uh, <laughs> 
they're maxinistas over there, right? Um, then we have Shane versus Kevin Owens, which was a pretty damn good match, I will say. A pretty felt, damn good match. I felt like the matches on the show well, were pay-per-view quality, you know, except for Shinsuke versus I mean, Seth. this got 12 minutes. How can, can you really say it, got, it was pay-per-view quality? Yeah, I mean, it was a, well, for Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah. A Shane McMahon pay-per-view quality Oh, match. yeah, no, this was definitely, like, the best possible match you can get out of a Shane McMahon match, which is spot, 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 spot. No, I really, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, KO sets up a ladder in between the barricade and the ring. The two go back and forth. Uh, Shane hits an elbow to KO. Oh, wait, let me, I got to cut you off. Yeah. Before this match, do you remember what Michael Cole said before the bell rang? No. Can you imagine a WWE without Shane McMahon? And oh. I was just like, yeah, yeah, for seven years, in yeah. fact, Mike. In fact, two or three years ago, I remember yeah. it. Um, Shane, like I said, hits the elbow to KO through the table. Uh, back from break. I, I do love this because he puts Kevin Owens to the table. But then we get back from break. And then Kevin Owens is standing on the ring post. And Shane's on the ladder between the barricade and the just ring. Magically just like, like, felt oh. better. Okay, cool. Uh, he, he does a frog splash to... Uh, Shane McMahon outside, and the crowd does start a holy shit chance that we're muted. Yeah, network TV, man. I know. I've network noticed that TV. they're they're muting things left and right, and it's 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 so noticeable though. Yeah, like it was just mute. You can't. I mean, mute. that's the thing. You. I mean, that's that's just the that's the hand they got to be dealt with. And just they have to concerning just network work the board a little better. Just don't hit the mute button. Just work the board a little better. They could bring it down and fade it out. Yeah, it would sound better. They just no. They just they. See, it was, it was, my, it was a zero thing. or a hundred. That's my thing. thing it's a, you know? It was a binary choice. I know. Shane almost killed a child tipping a ladder <laughs> over in one spot. <laughs> Did you see that? Like it was yeah. like it was before the frogs yeah, yeah. part where he just kind of he kind of threw it by the side and then you could tell like a like a father was just like swatting his child away from where that oh ladder was yeah 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 towards. was that when he was setting the ladder between the barricade and uh-huh. the, yeah um yeah so, did you see the guy in the front row that was like trust in Christ sign. Or believe in Christ. I, I didn't. But it was really weird. Yeah, Los Angeles is weird. No, I no, I know Los Angeles is weird. Anyways, uh, Shane, there's a coast to coast to KO with a ladder. Then Shane's climbing up the ladder. Kevin Owens grabs him, power bombs him through a ladder on the side of the ring. Kevin Owens gets the win. He fires Shane McMahon, hits him with a stunner. Graves at the end of the match. Yeah, doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who to go for go to when he needs time off or where he's going to get his paychecks from because apparently Shane took care of HR shit too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right guy won. This match exceeded my expectations. Uh, good spot. Good spots. Kevin Aww. came off looking great. Nice write off for Shane. The year fired and stunner follow up completely reinvigorated the KO character, in my opinion, which I always thought was. I, I remember saying uh, it sounded like a broken record every time, like, oh, KO's done. KO's done. But this match, uh, you know, since it was since it was on this SmackDown of this importance, like this win made it all the more meaningful, and I thought he at the end of the day, like at the end of this feud, it, I thought Kale looked good for this week. And you know, Shane McMahon, he'll be back eventually. Like I can definitely see like Kevin Owens just like losing a match, and if he lost that match, Shane McMahon would you know be rehired. It'll be like John Cena all over again with Whoa. the whole re the authority being rehired. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, well, there was what was the one? Oh, it was Rick Rick Flair um, in WCW where it was like. You have to keep winning, and until you lose, like when you have your first loss, you get fired. Hey, this could actually be a Shane Reynolds. Who knows? I don't think so. They um, did you see the Tyrus Fox Nation uh, commercial? What? Yep. What? Uh, what are you talking about? So, so they cut the commercial after this Kevin Owens. Thing, yeah, like right? I said, I was watching other means. Well, they showed this in the Fox Now app, and um, it was they were showing this commercial for Fox Nation, and it showed one Tyrus. 
You mean uh, Brodus, formerly known as Brodus Clay? Okay, uh, who was also an alleged sexual assaulter, um, and who was also a known creep on the set of Glow. Okay, and now he's a Fox News contributor. Contributor. Oh yeah, yeah, he's on Fox News. That's yeah, why, he's yeah. a Fox News contributor. Yeah, pretty much nodding whatever bullshit they yeah, peddle yeah. to him. Absolutely, and saying that he's one of the good ones. Um, I forgot about that. But yeah, he they he. Oh, he's gonna be back. Oh, God. He's going to be back for sure. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. They got fucking Tyson Fury and everybody else. Speaking of racists, we got AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Hey, listen, I, I play video games with Xavier. Well, you know what? Uh, AJ Styles, again, your silence speaks volumes. You like to tweet con- involving Muslim invaders. I get to call you that. <laughs> and Randy Orton, you. Who had a heated gaming moment saying the N-word on a video game live stream, which was, which was hosted by a kid he friended via Twitter that he just somehow got, like, just became friends with, which is cool, but also... <laughs> Just sort no, which it's kind it, it's kind of cool, but then you know, sort of creepy. It's it's weird and creepy, and yeah. I mean, I mean, if I was like twelve years old and I was just friends with Andy Orton, I'd be kind of into it. Well, eh, that's that now. That is your out of context clip of the week for Michael Vergara. <laughs> Anyways, but before we had this match, we do have Kayla backstage with Paul Heyman. Uh, they're hyping up the match for later in the night. I do like Paul Heyman's interactions backstage with the backstage correspondents. They're always yeah. pretty good because you can tell he really he likes them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he seems like a genuinely a charismatic guy backstage. Bronze Roman? No, Paul oh, Heyman. Oh, I'm sorry. I kind of, I was still too busy thinking about racists. I mean, Braun Stone is not a racist, but I mean, as far as we know. Fuck, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a real Second Amendment guy, so <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very strong. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I don't want to say anything about him being racist right now. Yeah, fuck him. Anyways, uh, eight man tag Miz, Braun, and Heavy Machinery versus AJ, Orton, and Ziggleroot. Um, AJ Styles and Randy Orton on a SmackDown throwaway tag match. Where's, where's the OC, man? Where's that? I mean, that whole thing was just thrown away, wasn't it? It's just pretty it's, sure. I don't know. It's kind of I get it. Like it's a two-hour show, but if I was if I was Randy Orton, if I was or AJ Styles, well, more or less Randy Orton, and if I was told I would be on a throwaway tag match in on this SmackDown, come on, he's gonna be on Team Ric Flair at Saudi Arabia. I would have. I honestly, I would. Man. I honestly would have said no. I honestly would have been like, "Hey, listen, Fox. I, I know. I get. I yeah, dude. Randy Orton can definitely have a choice, um, because his contract's up, and he could like, you know, he could ruffle as much feathers as he can. Balls in his court right now. Yeah. So if I was in that position, I'd be like, guys, come on. Yeah. That's what, yeah. dude. Chris Jericho would turn. No, not Chris Jericho. Edge would turn down WrestleMania plans because he didn't like it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? And especially now. CM Punk says they get time off. That so. got him shook. That's and I bet you that's like as soon as he found it, like okay, you know what? Fox. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk to them again. Yeah, I'll be back. It's fine. Uh, so everyone gets their finisher in the match. Braun goes around the ring. Braun squares up with Tyson Fury very comedically. Um, that's when Ziggler gets between the two and then gets thrown into the barricade, knocking Tyson Fury down. Power slam to Ziggler. Like it was so deliberate that these guys were being set up for each other because you got Tyson Fury being fucking tall, just standing up, just cheering on for Braun as like it reaches the the hard cam. Right. And it's just only him standing up. And um, it was just like it was it was just very clear. He was just a deer in the headlights on that thing. Nice beard for Tyson Fury. Yeah. Uh, after the match, he tries to hop the barricade. Stopped by security. Braun's just laughing. That's <laughs> a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. Where was that? Where was that one uh, security lady that stopped uh, Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> he did just need her every time. She didn't know. She, she didn't. That was she, she was shoot. Didn't know. She legit she was to, like about to tase that fool. 
<laughs> they don't work. They don't carry tasers. But they should carry tasers for this <laughs> one, though. That would be fucking great if that was that. That was that wrestling. Okay, just moment. make it. Just make this an even bigger circus than it already is. Yeah. So that's gonna set up their match, probably in Saudi Arabia. I thought Arabia. it would. Yeah. Probably in Saudi Arabia. So apparently, that's they wanted Tyson Fury because of the Anthony Joshua Andy Ruiz fight. Don't know what that is. Or it's it's a boxing match. Um, there they have a boxing match for um for Saudi Arabia, and okay. they just wanted to have another boxer involved with another event involving Saudi Arabia. Cool. It's, yeah, it's all very cool, Corey. <laughs> very very cool. I'm super into this super, and everything involved with this cool. state-run propaganda oh, sporting bet. event. Uh, let's move on. Apparently, some. Oh, but it's not political at all, you know. Apparently, some guy named Marshmallow won the twenty-four-seven title. Yeah, he's a DJ. He's a hit DJ. They he made that one song lately. I've been, I've, I've been, been thinking, thinking. I, I want you to be happy. And he, he was the happiest he has ever been winning that 24 seven. Apparently title. he lost it, but we have to go check their fucking YouTube channel, which I haven't done yet. Yeah, Carmelo won it back. Oh, did she? Yep. Okay, good. For he her. had a bit with um heavy machinery where they had a <laughs> where they had, they had a chocolate or something. No, they had chocolate and graham crackers, and they were trying to make s'mores. Yes. S'more, well, yeah, because you know he's I, fat. I'm a. Heavy Machinery should have gotten a bigger spotlight in that tag match. Well, you know, I thought it was really funny in that tag match how everyone got their finisher, but Otis's was just shaking his belly. <laughs> like, everyone did the finisher, and Otis comes in and shakes his belly, and but, he gets hey, knocked out. Hey, it might as well be his finisher. That was his finisher in the match. Like, oh, I'm done. And then we have Roman versus Rowan in a Lumberjack match, which I didn't know was going to be Lumberjack. It was unadvertised, so. It's cool. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan on commentary. Digging the new shirt, by the way. That was, that's, that's, that's been a while. What that shirt's been around for a while? Yeah, that's it says the Planet's champion with his face. Yeah. Oh, I didn't the, see. I didn't when know he won that championship. Oh, actually, didn't know that uh, that one was. No, he had a different shirt. It says uh, "Yes is dead." Before this is a new one. This one says the, the Planet's champion at the bottom. Uh, let's see, Brian. Uh, he says he does make sure to say to everyone, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." It's good. Good. Which I is, like this. Is good. Ca- good character work for Daniel Bryan because he's the type of person who would try to at least instill but does as he, much logic as he can with what's given to who, him. But who's he talking about? Is he talking about Rowan or Roman? That's what no. His enemy. Sh- his member. No, it doesn't matter because. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. Like which enemy is is his enemy? Exactly. That's what I. That's because the whole thing. You're says, asking which one is not, which one is his friend. He's not lying. He said I don't lie. He made sure to say things that were. Like he wasn't lying, but he was still saying he said something at one point. You're just not willing to let this go. No, I'm not. It's going to happen this Sunday. So he also said, um, they said, oh, uh, Rowan has been criticized by the WWE fans. And then Brian said, well, like unfairly criticized. Don't you agree? Yeah, he said no, 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 he even, but then he also just said like, so oh, also, and, but that. I've also been unfairly accused by this. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 they blah, made blah. sure to bring that back up too. It's going to happen tomorrow, night, I'm telling you. Uh, Brian also, um, like I said, he's ringside. Ali, he's being reduced to just being a weapon in this match. They said, oh, Ali, throw. Ricochet was in this match. Oh, fucking a- Chad Gable was in this match, and I'm, I'll, and I'll get to, I'll Harper, get to this entire point Harper, later. Harper comes out uh, in the ring, attacks Roman. He has a hate breed shirt on. Cool. Uh, Brian evens up the odds. Spirit of Rowan. Um, Roman picks Rowan, and he wins. Did you think? I kind of thought of this this way. Like when Roman Reigns entered the, like his entrance, it was awesome. He does the pounding, WrestleMania entrance, right pound there. fisting the 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 the, the, the <laughs> fireworks, the big dog in the background. Did you think dog. that there was? Did you think there was? This was. I thought of this was a more tepid response for the guy. Like you didn't hear much, like much of a pop. Well, they've also like been it, muting the fans the entire night, so I don't know. But then you wouldn't want to mute during mute them during an entrance. I know. I understand that, but. 
what if somebody just fucked up and didn't like bring the sound back up? What if the I mean, it's entirely possible, but everything I, was just you, too loud. Then, you know, still Maybe, the way it was presented, I thought Roman had a a bit of a silent reaction. It was a long um, firework uh, pyro compared to others. You know, it was going for a minute. Of course. So maybe it drowned at, yeah. out the fans. You know, but lately we've been um, just hearing it without pyro. So we, it's been very clear, you know, right when they come out. But I'm it. not talking about pyro. I'm talking about like the fans. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying the, the the sound of the pyro was louder than the fans. And you think it just it, like the, we, it, it did like the, 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 the audio just could not process the loudness of the pyro. And it just and it, and it just and it just went in the expense of the it, crowd. I think so. Yeah. I mean, sure, but because then you would think they. Show. But then you would think they would know that. Well, it's their first show doing it again with. Pyro. This isn't their first show. They've been doing, doing this it for years. Again with Pyro. Yeah, but then and they're getting more acclimated, probably with a new staff. I would expect probably more. not the exact same. Staff. I would expect more. I know, but you know what? It's it is what it is right now. Um. So yeah, that match happened. Roman beat Rowan to the tag match. Happened. I would imagine this was, should have been the blow off feud. Roman Reigns beats the guy who tried to kill him for months. Tag match, tag match at Hell in a Cell. But then he, but then he, he won the match. He got his revenge by winning that match. You would think that would just be it, or, or unless unless Roman Reigns just wants more of it. Just I want more Rowan blood or after what he's trying to or do. Or there's more to this story. It'd be it'd be so stupid if Daniel Bryan turns out like was was like the mastermind behind all of this. Like I said, WCW two thousand. Enemy of booking. my enemy is my friend. He, I feel like you kind of want this Roman. Too. Roman was his enemy. Rowan's also his enemy. But Corey, you want this? I do. I want so it. dumb. I want Roman and, and Brian. I don't think. I think honestly, I feel like Daniel Bryan. He, I want he's it. a good heel. I think it's just. I think he kind of just runs its course now. And then I think Rowan and Harper are just going to go off and do their own thing afterwards. After Sunday, I just think tomorrow. I think Daniel Bryan is a heel. Probably, I probably think that he will be one of the like like gradually he'll just become even more of a face as time goes See, on you want and become that. And, be, and become and honestly become like one of smackdown staples i like daniel like, bryan as a heel i think he works better as he's a heel. good but he's at his best as a baby face and i think now he was time. at one point he was the ultimate baby face and i think because of that his career needs to be primarily baby face so I will go with you on that. But he can definitely I, become like a tweener. I mean, not like uh, as, as somebody who is just like he is who he is through how he feels and like stick to his convictions. He's just not going to turn on a dime just be just in service of the storyline. No, but who said he went face? When when did he go face? It doesn't have to. Be. Like I said, like I said, guy. like, yeah, he is more or less still the same guy. Just he is just acting this way because of his through his own convictions and the, the way yeah. he like thinks about it yeah and he knows this like this is a guy he's daniel Bryan's a smart guy he, he knows what he's doing hey compost he does yeah anyways let's go on to our main event um i have i have extensive notes of the whole match right yeah here. this was a barn burner uh kofi kingston versus brock lesnar the match kicks off ring kofi, the bell kofi charges brock lesnar f5 to kofi one two three your new wwe heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar. Yep. Um, so, what do you think? What do you think about this? I mean, I think they were building Kofi up all night. I felt they could have at least given him a little bit of fight. You know, have him have him play with him a little bit. Like, you know, they had five. They had a ten minutes left, and they needed to dedicate five of those minutes. Dude, there was, to Cain Velasquez, and they can only have five minutes. There was moments when Kane, for when Kane, they were just staring at each I mean, other. For Brock and. Kofi, what? There was just moments where they were staring at each other, and they could have added a minute more into this match. 30 seconds more into this match. Have him hit a... What's the one where he kicks the SOS or something? 
or the, the trouble, trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Have them hit that, and then not you know just brought just, just no sell it, it, and then just exactly. ha- have something. F five then at least. But no, this was get no offense on Brock and Brock F five Kofi. You and Kofi loses the title. You end the title reign from one of the bright spots of that eight hour WrestleMania this year, just for the benefit of Brock in this type of fashion is. Is just I feel like it just is going to drive people towards AEW because honestly I hardcore hardcores yeah I have felt like I just wasted my time any moment that I remotely cared about Kofi like you're actively telling me well, we not ca- to care because of your knee jerk please the mainstream with legitimate damn it mentality so they pay pay it off with like gar- with garbage like this well you know it it's I've been saying it for months I feel like since last November they've just been treading along you know just stretching everything out and i feel like giving kofi the title was like well fuck it we're not doing anything right now give him the title but here's the thing though like just like you know that's why they had becky and uh, ronda and everyone main event because they were like we're not doing anything right now this is our best thing we have going but i always thought like kofi's reign was just beginning to be on the cusp of something meaningful like and to put aside like the past offenses such as like orton and joe as like as a notch on his Ziggler too yes and Ziggler, whatever sure like they were hit or miss but i was willing to let this season a bit before we call it a day for Kofi, like his reign meant a lot of people for people for various reasons outside of WWE storytelling, like most importantly representation. Like I can understand Brock winning. And I think that a lot of people did as well. Like there might be some reports out there saying like they were absolutely strapped for time because of the rock and you had to have your fair share of clock management, but not at the expense of Kofi. Like he became an afterthought. Like this was such an embarrassing loss for what would have been, even more embarrassed, like devastating if we see him be the same character out of this. Like, like as of right now, a loss in this fashion and this platform and in the aftermath of the Kane angle where Kofi is literally swept under the rug just seems so oh, demoralizing. He's going, he's going back to the tag division with the new day. They're just going to go back doing the free bird thing with the titles. Uh, like I just under I understand Kofi that, was a transitional champion, man. Like I understand that's that, all he was. That's well, but then just make, just make it meaningful. It's just like, it just, you felt like, then you're just wasting our time at this point. Like I yeah. understand that there's yeah. interest in a Kane Brock rematch, and I do think it's a compelling story. Well, but, Co- we, no, well, but, but Kofi's reign meant a lot of people outside, like that entire thing. Like making that your resolution to a storyline that brought so much joy and positivity towards the product after several months to right. just that. Like it's such a curveball for AEW to not to like to just reach out to that audience who feel burned by like this method of storytelling, like by sweeping one story under the rug like that, like. I, if I'm Tony Khan, I'd be like, hey, I got you. Like, that alone, they should definitely, like, capitalize it. Not, like, just say it either. Like, actually let your actions speak for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things, man. Like, cool. AEW needs to capitalize on whatever outrage they can harbor whenever WWE does something like this. You know why I think AEW is going to do so much better? It's because the new fan base, I think, really wants to get behind companies that care. And not like they care about, they give health insurance, whatever. They do it to their employees. Uh, thank you, Renee. You know, thank you, Renee, for John Moxley, by the way, too. Um, what, for giving him health insurance? Yeah. Um, and also, I think just people want to support companies like that. People who are really trying to fight the big corporate machine. And WWE is a big corporate machine. So, you know, for people to get behind AEW, it's going to be pretty easy, I think, with the younger fan base, too. Yes. Kofi winning the title mania, had whatever reign, squashed like a bug in the end, and then, like, I don't know, here's Kane Velasquez. That's, like, that's, that's next level, you wasted your time since February type bullshit. Right. You know, like, 
Yeah. I, if I'm Tony Khan, like I would take any criticism WWE got out of that and analyze them to a meticulous degree. And like, and not just say, ha ha, we don't do that. Ha ha ha. But to, like to actually back it up. Like this is ball. The ball literally is an AEW's court for yeah. stuff like this. Yeah. And I know Kofi's going to get a rematch and like, he's, no, he's, where in Saudi Arabia? Not, no, he can't because he's fighting Kane at Saudi Arabia. But then like, he'll probably Tomorrow? have a rematch down the line Tomorrow, and he'll, then. then he'll lose. And then like, he'll be nothing to be ashamed about in that loss. And I just, it would be easy for Brock to just go to Sacramento from LA <sighs> anyway. But, uh, but nonetheless, that happened. Came People light. got mad, but well, yeah, uh, Ray Mysterio lost. came out, his music came out and then he came with not his son. I thought it was his son for like five seconds. I do what? love how Cain Velasquez, Cain Velasquez, Cain Velasquez. You're saying Velas- Cain Velasquez because you've probably been listening to a lot of Steve Austin. That's how Cain Velasquez. Yeah. Um, but no, I I thought it was a little anticlimactic that he just kind of walked out with Rey Mysterio. Well, but I thought he yeah. would like come out and be like, "You attacked me and my family this week, so here's my friend to help me," you know, or some shit like that. He just adopted Cain Velasquez. <laughs> He's my new. No, I've. Did, I He's gave my, my new son. No, this is Dominic. Two point What if they just. Man, what if just straight up just say like don't even call him Kane Velasquez, they just call him Dominic. He has been training for He's 3 days for 3 days on the mountains and this is my son Dominic. <laughs> uh Kane Velasquez comes out and like immediately as soon as I saw takes the off leg, his shirt and well, well thing is like immediately immediately as soon as I saw that leg brace, like that entire segment took me out of it. Like this man is not Tommaso Ciampa, like as as far as presence oh. is concerned, he can't make that work. Like Kane Velasquez is a guy whose MMA career was like riddled with injuries. Yeah. And that like that leg brace was among the various things visually wrong with Kane Velasquez. Comes I'm out. just telling him he should just take steroids. He was the guy <laughs> he was the guy. Oh, he came into my work one time. I told you that. Kane came to your work? Yes. He took a picture with one of my coworkers. I wasn't there at oh, the time. That's nice. He seems like a nice guy. I have no idea. Uh, oh, he was at that uh, wasn't he at that New Japan show that we were at? Yeah. Yeah. He was also training at Pro Wrestling Revolution in San Jose, California, mm-hmm. who trained him uh, for his wrestling career and he was in wrestling. But what what does this mean for Triple I mean, he's done with Triple A then, right? He has to be. I mean, like he's he was put in a WWE ring in one of their in their biggest show of the year. That deal is as good as done. Which would make sense why he was wearing a mask for the past. Uh, but he took it off. But in the after show, in like the after, like no cameras were still rolling. Oh, Triple really? Mania took off that mask. I, I feel like well, I think that's the reason why the mask was put on him. And so. Everybody knew who he was. I know, but still, like you wouldn't get that. He has picture. tattoos on his chest. You wouldn't get that picture of his full facial like the recognition of his face but right there. yeah Gain Velasquez he enters the ring beats up Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar leaves Brock's he, then retreating he comes back in. when's the last time you've seen Brock retreating again the entire like the co- entire caveat of this storyline stems from real life with Kane beating Brock in a real life fight like while I don't think wrestling with the WWE fantasy camp level schedule that he's probably getting and it yeah. won't take too much of a toll on his body there could be other things that can like he has that leg brace I was like man that's just not a good visual. It's also a bit of a shame to see him in WWE this early into his wrestling career. Yeah. Like, I know he's 37. He has a wife and kids. But it's disappointing, like, to not see his skills grow going out into the indies and and Mexico, tightening the screws from an already stellar performance in Triple Mania this year. Well, you know, there was um, a scheduled show for Pro Wrestling Revolution happening this month where he was supposed to compete, but then he was pulled from the card. He's still going to do How the convenient. Me- he was still He's still going to do the meet and greet, apparently. You know. um, but, yeah, he's, yeah, I wonder why, yeah, you know. I wonder 37. 
seven kids, WW money, Saudi money, hard to say no. Well, it's it's you know, it's pretty easy to say no to Saudi money. Ah, uh, uh, you know. I don't know, man. Have you gotten a check written for you for like one point five million dollars? Man, we could just make these you know how much better we can make these podcasts. I just would stop making podcasts. <laughs> oh, come on. No, man. I would just, just me um hanging out by the beach in LA across the street from the Staples Center at yeah. Hotel Figueroa. I yeah. love that fucking place. You gotta stay there sometime. Uh, but seriously, like you got Kane Velasquez, you got Tyson Fury. Kane Velasquez. Um, I th- and so I just had me thinking, like I think this is what WWE meant when they hammered down the whole quote unquote sports like presentation. Right. That's been like that like that phrase that's been pitched on all these press releases and news reports. Like they mean using actual athletes from actual sports to somehow thinking the audience that are probably watching this for the first time or in a while into thinking this is how WWE gets real, not Finn Balor real, but yeah. real real. And in like in the usual WWE fashion, it's at the expense of the regular season talent that you probably have to bend over backwards uh, come contract renewals. Like if this was your sales pitch to like a Chad Gable or a Randy Orton, like whose contracts are up, who are on nothing but tag matches or lumberjack duty, like right. why wouldn't you go to an AEW or an Impact or a New Japan so you can feel like you're doing something meaningful instead of being in a company that resorts to actual athletes with months of experience rather than years but just to get that proverbial earthreal lapsed fan that is probably not going to tune in next week or a month later. But see, this is what we were saying, I think, about um, this is what we were saying about Kevin Owens. Like, I'm sure Kevin Owens at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, there's definitely a hierarchy. What, I'm sure Kevin Owens at a certain point would love to, like, be like, oh man, a little bit of me would love to go over there, but you know, he looked real good in the show. Over here, Kevin Owens, I feel like is probably not the best example because he did look. Well, no, that's just what I'm, we were talking about like last week uh, through our private chat. Yeah, um, the listener doesn't know that. <laughs> our private, our private chat. We have <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that was the show, SmackDown Live. Kane Velasquez. Um, and I only say it like that because now I, it's hard for me to say. It's, really it's fun. It's a fun way to say it. But that's SmackDown. And that was the angle going into it. Go. 30, 30 frames a second. I hope they fix that. It's They got to. They will they by to. tomorrow night, dude. They definitely will by Hell in a Cell this, this weekend. Well, the thing that's the thing about Hell in a Cell is that's streamed, but that's 1080p 30. So, you know, they probably just want to make sure they're one one with all the stuff they have in the network, which is still weird. Yeah. Um, because they have because WWE Network they have no choice but to go thirty because you know sixty friends like sixty friends going sixty on streaming that's not easy that's very expensive right, right. but with broadcasting that's just that's a whole nother it's a whole nother beast in and of itself it's still weird it's let's, still very weird let's talk about uh, Hell in the Cell happening this Sunday tomorrow it's happening it's happening there's four matches announced who the fuck cares dude. Um, well, we do because we do a WWE show. Let's go through the four match card. Yeah, we don't. Let's, WWE is not forcing us to do anything. Yes, we are. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte's walking out champion. I say Bailey. I, I, I. The only reason I think Charlotte is I think she's gonna keep that title. They're probably gonna go back to Becky and Charlotte and Bailey and um, Sasha are gonna go for those tag titles again. Why would they go for the tag titles? They've been bearing it for like months now. They said they don't care. They're heels, dude. They said they don't care, but they're heels. You just don't want to backtrack. No, I. That's I look legit at, I what I think. In your eyes. That's legit what I think. Then we also. He have, was nodding his head and smiling. A listener, we're like, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I know. Please just go with it, Michael. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. You, you think Daniel Bryan is going to turn, turn heel? Because I think this is going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Because this will be the tag match in the Hell in a Cell. It's going to be called at the show. I wouldn't mind if these four matches was and, it, and the show would be two hours long. Well, yeah. it'd be a takeover, but. It's not. 
So they're definitely there's going to add. I think they're going to add. Um, they could add. Um, it would be great. It would be Alexa would be and great. Nikki versus you know Kyrie and Oscar. That's what I would hope for. But Mandy, or maybe Mandy and Sonia. You know, basically, I think Kyrie saying and and Oscar because you know Sasha and Bailey are going to need heels to go, or faces to go against. I'm sorry, who? Come on, man. Come on. Show some respect to Oscar. Stop bearing Oscar. Uh, then we have Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Becky, you could the- you could take honestly, you could take the title off. So, um, talk, I'll take 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 the title off Becky, and have Becky go to SmackDown come draft season. I, Remember that's that's still happening next week, right? Yeah, I think next. I, they, I thought it was supposed to start next week. But they Becky's say, going to SmackDown. I think so. I definitely think so. She, but, she was uh, showed prominently on. Sorry, the show. Seth. He could lose the title too. Seth could also lose the title. Seth and Brock again? Yay! I mean, it doesn't even have to be... I mean, Seth can just totally... It doesn't have to be if Seth's on SmackDown. Yes, it does. Well, think... Yeah, I mean, if Seth Seth beat Brock that many times, he would naturally have to be... Come on, Brock. Let's have another match. Yeah, that would be... I mean, but then do you... Again, separating Seth and Becky. That's what I'm thinking about. No, they're not going to separate them. They're too much of a... They they don't like separating the main couples that they like at the show. And I think that couple... I think they like that couple. Rusev... Not not Rusev and Lana. They were in the blue carpet. They were in the blue carpet together, Rusev and... No, not um, Lana and Bobby Lashley, by the way. Like, and I'm just like, dude, like... They, this could get this could get too real. This could be Kevin Sullivan, Chris Benoit type situation. Oh. You know what that you know you know what yeah I mean, yeah right? yeah. I know exactly what what happened with the cheating and the infidelity and man, there are some really really uncomfortable vignettes <sighs> concerning those two. Anyways, uh, and the um, um, main event, the Fiend versus uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I could see the Fiend winning this. I don't with Brock winning the title, dude. Seth has been super cold. I know. In fact, I feel like Seth has, dude, honestly, Seth had a, has a worse title reign than Kofi. Coming out of that mania, I think Seth had the more, way more inferior title reign. No, I, I personally don't think so. I think it's been a little bit more, I think Kofi's I just think been Kofi like, Kingston is a better baby face than Seth Rollins coming out of that, like, WrestleMania. Like, yeah, both, both are cold, but I think uh, Kofi is a little bit warmer. Okay. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He was room temperature. He is room temperature uh, glass of water. While fucking Seth Rollins has been. That's like you ever had a glass of water that's been in the fridge for at least like twenty minutes. It's cold. It's cold. It's, it's very it's, cold. It's it freeze it up. You think they're gonna you're gonna paint the cells red again? Oh, I know they are because during the Bray Wyatt segment they had the red little cage. So that's it's an indication that it's gonna be a red cell. God. That's those fire. That poor, it's hell. That poor compression codec from the. Yeah, and you're complaining this uh, last night. Wait till tomorrow night, buddy. Wait till 30 tomorrow. frames 1080i is just With a red so cell. bad. No, With 30 No, thirty fields, I mean, because. Don't know what that yeah. means. Fields is the equivalent of frames within an interlaced display. Yeah, so so thank so you. in interla- interlacing. And thank you, have, you guys for tuning in. So today. you have two splits to think. So I, I love the visuals you're, you're yeah, giving everybody. I'm giving the hand. Yeah. So that was SmackDown. That was Hell in Cells tomorrow. That was uh, Saturday smacking it. Or so Saturday this week smacking. isn't over, is what you're telling me. No, and then it Shit. goes right into Monday night. Uh, Monday night raw. Well, you gave up on it, so. Well, I mean, well, thing, no. from a less analytical standpoint, I'll just like to have less extensive notes I mean, about it. I don't take notes about it. I could still have an opinion about it. But it's just I'm not gonna I'm not putting that evil on me. You do you. You live your best life, Michael. I mean, I mean, you clearly are living your best life, watching every single fucking second of everything. 
amen to that. Well, I don't watch. No, I don't want to watch Impact. I watch all. You WWE. could. It's on Tuesdays. I could. You got a free. You got a free up day. <laughs> well, I don't have a free up day with some stuff maybe coming out this week. Stay tuned to City Wrestling Radio's YouTube channel and uh, soundcloudcom radio. Anything else you want to add, Michael? Before we get out of here? No, I think I said my piece. Honestly, it's, it's week one of the crazy weekday wrestling madness extravaganza that that is only going to get crazier. It's only going to get more frantic, and it's only going to be whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Guys, thank you for tuning in on this Saturday afternoon. Um, the next time you'll hear my beautiful voice is uh, maybe we'll do a Hell in a Cell review, me and Gabriel. Maybe. I'm not going to promise anything at this point, but we might not. So, guys, They're building tuned. a new bunker? What? The bunker has been built? The bunker has been built. Well, I thought we like discontinued the bunker. In the, the Bay bunker. Area. The bunker in the Bay Area has been built. It's a great ending. Anyways, guys... It's not like, yeah. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful Saturday. Have a great Sunday. Hell in the Cell tomorrow. Enjoy Hardly Strictly. Listen to listen to this show while you're at Hardly Strictly. Tell us what you think about Hell in the Cell. Tweet us at CWR415 uh, or hashtag CWR415 because we will read all your comments on here. Guys, 